Hello and welcome to Just Talking, a podcast that contains, well, just talking. So for today's episode, I'm joined by another of my best friends, Cubby, to talk about two very different topics, but I feel like they're both quite interesting and there's a lot of different points that can be said about them. So for the first section, we're going to be talking about uh, growing up too quickly and young people, you know, being forced to act a certain way or do certain things just to seem that they're older or more mature. And then for the second section, we're going to be talking about uh, true friendships, the pros and cons of them, and kind of like, you know, how to approach arguments or starting new friendships or and stuff like that. So yeah, without further ado, here we go. Okay, and I'm joined with Cubby. Say hello. Hello. How are you? Um, I'm fine, thanks. Okay, so uh, the first section we're going to be talking about is something that's come into the media a lot recently. And I think it's something that maybe us two and kind of our generation might not kind of have experienced ourselves, but definitely like the generation below us, I know would have experienced it a lot. Um, and that is the feeling of having to grow up too quickly. Uh, so kind of wanted to start with the first thing that I've seen in the news recently, which was this thing about new look. Um, they have this new bikini for young girls at age like eight to nine. Um, and it's literally like, I mean, I saw a picture of it and I was like, oh, my God. It's basically got like padded areas kind of like to make it look like you've got fake boobs, which I think is a little weird because it's kind of like you're almost sexualizing young girls and like making them have to have the, you know this sort of boobage when you don't because that's kind of not what they would have at their age like what do you think about that well i mean i think i think i think there is a like a line of how appropriate something is because you're still like a kid at the end of the day i mm. mean i you're allowed to like wear whatever you want of course but i mean if it's like really like so much showing i think that's just a bit too much because you don't really need to um show that much because it's up to you um because people are gonna look at you aren't you they yeah you you, 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 i think you'd have to dress appropriate for your age as well yeah i think i get it if it's like age 12 to 13 or something when you're kind of that sort of you know, pre-teen, going into teen, like, you, you get more control about what you wear and it's kind of more acceptable. Yeah. But, like, eight to nine to have that, I think, is a bit much. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you're in your teens, I think you're starting high school, aren't you? And yeah. when you're in high school, I do think there's that peer pressure of trying to fit in as well. That's true. And, you know, because, like, I mean, you remember how we were in, um, like, at the start, right? Yeah, yeah, Every- yeah, definitely. <laughs> Everyone was, like, I mean, not... I felt like you had to be, well, we, we were all innocent, right? So mm. we had to be like some sort of dirty minded to that's get true. with the joke. That's a good point. Yeah, that's true. Because I mean, like, you know, a, a few of our friends, like, straight away were kind of that sort of dirty minded kind of jokes. Yeah. And like, Which, someone yeah. like me, I did not get that to begin with at all. <laughs> so yeah, you're right in saying that. Mm. Or like, even like, you had to be kind of like depressed as well. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just that idea of the start, and but it's like I think it's such a different from going from primary to to high school, going full on like I'm an older adult now. I have to say this and that. I have to get with the jokes and stuff. It's like, yeah, but I, I don't know why that is though. Is that just because mm. of like 
society at the minute like that's what's kind of in or popular if you want or something like that do you think it's because of that yeah definitely and because of like social media I think that you see people our age they're like they act way more mature than us and even dress or um you know they have to be like mature and stuff and it's just like I think people also want to copy them yeah like copy our inf- influences it's like i remember seeing this um post on instagram it's one of my uh family friends and uh she i don't know how she is now she must have been about like 10 or 11 and i've kind of i've known her her whole life and like i remember you, you kind of look through her feed and like two years ago she was kind of wearing you know non-revealing dresses that yeah. were like really nice or like t-shirts or something that was suitable for her age and then now you, I look at this latest post and she's got like this ridiculous crop top on like yeah. her legs like just completely showing and just like it's her makeup and it's just oh I don't understand it it's yeah. like such a big contrast just to look older or seem older yeah because like I feel like our like our age we still had a bit of that like child like thing right yeah whereas now it's like even speeding up like we still had that little i mean maybe it had it was it's got to do with like we didn't really have phones like we didn't really use it i i got my phone like year six yeah so they have it at like a young age so they see all this like pose to tiktok and stuff like that and they just want to i mean i I wouldn't say they are try to copy it yeah, I mean, thank you. That perfectly brings me on to my next point, which is, like, I there was a survey online that I saw when I was kind of researching for this episode, and it said that the average age for um, a person to get their first phone is now five. That's crazy. Like, what <laughs> the really. hell? Yeah. Like, I why think... do you need... A f- I get a tablet, okay? A tablet and a phone are two separate things. Like, you know, they're both... Yeah. Yes, they're both technology, but, like, you know, one can call and one can't as much. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. I get that, having a tablet and stuff, because, like, every kid has a tablet nowadays. Like, I go to, like, hotels and, like, we're eating in a restaurant yeah. and I just, like, every table around me, someone has a tablet. <laughs> but, like, phones. Like, what do you think of that? Like, five years old? The thing is... um. Kids that age, if I'm being honest, they're really like unaware as well what they're doing because mm. it's like they, they're going on it. They're just like thinking, oh, I'm just going on an app. I'm just doing this. But they have no idea what they're really doing or anything. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, yeah, like I, 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 like, I, would, I would agree with you. I think you don't really need a phone that age. You're not, you're not really talking to anyone or like texting or calling. Yeah, that's the, I can't imagine a five-year-old texting. Yeah. I'm sorry, you wouldn't leave a, a five. You wouldn't leave a five-year-old by itself as well. No, yes, exactly. <laughs> it's not like, mum, come pick me up. You don't. You don't exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just weird. I, I, I mean, I would say both of us can both say that we don't remember when we were five, really, do we? Oh my <laughs> so god, no. I've got like no recollection nine? of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hubby, I can't even go past last week without. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh no, but like. <laughs> I think, what did you say? You got your first phone when you were like 10 or 11, did you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, so that. I was the same. So like, mm. I get that. And my reason for getting a phone at that time was because um, I was starting to walk to my primary school by myself. Same, same. So like, like you say, like, that's different. Like, yeah. if you're walking by yourself, you, you kind of, your parents would mm. want that sort of contact from you. But like you yeah. said, a five-year-old's not going to be left alone. So why do you yeah. need that? 
Yeah, but like, what was your first phone though? Because I think that's the difference as well. Yeah, that's true. Because we had like brick phones, no? I would say. And then more iPhones now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a brick phone for a while. um, And then I think I got an iPhone 5. S, I think it was, but it's yeah, only yeah. because my dad um kind of gave it to me secondhand because he kind of upgraded because obviously he's like yeah. obsessed with tech and that's clearly yeah, yeah. rubbed off onto me. So, oh, yeah, but yeah, I remember like most people either had quite a basic smartphone or a brick phone, and that's yeah, you know, probably we've got to factor in the fact that technology has obviously evolved so much in the past you know five six years, yeah, yeah, but, definitely. I mean, it was kind of like normal to not have too much of a smartphone. But, like, nowadays, it's kind of that expectation for younger people to have a smartphone. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, I think people feel like they'll get judged if they didn't have, uh, have a, let's just say, an iPhone. Yeah. Because you'd be, like, thinking, oh, you have a, uh, oh, you're still using a brick phone? Or you're using, like, a really old generation phone? Yeah. (laughs) I think even now, even now, I think people get, like, that sort of, oh, I must have the latest iPhone or I must have the latest this or that. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely relate with that. I sometimes feel like, um, I mean, there was a point where I feel like, because I'm using Android. Android is fine, right? But mm. I do think there is like some little, like, um, when you someone if so if you're not using an Apple, you kind of people kind of like, oh, you're using such a bad phone or something. Yeah, that's true. See, like, I'm a, I'm an obviously I'm an Apple fan, but like, I've got no hate about Samsung or you know, yeah. OnePlus or people like that. I've got no hate towards them. It's just a personal preference. But I get what you're saying in the sense yeah. that a lot of people judge you if you don't have one. Like, that is wrong. And, like, yeah. again, that's the same with, like, being that expectation to sort of follow the crowd. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I I mean, I think that... Um, I mean, I don't think it's, like, a big thing. It, it, like, but there is a little bit of, like, judging there. Yeah. But okay, so moving on to the uh, next thing, kind of in the same sort of field, I think you kind of mentioned it earlier, but kind of young people copying their influences. Yeah. Um, and kind of just like how like absurd it is that they kind of go to these lengths. Like I remember there was something a while back, I don't know if it was like a documentary or something, or it might have been on just on YouTube or something, but there was like this young kid that like, perfectly kind of made themselves look like one of the members from Little Mix and did oh. one of their like recreated one of their videos and obviously yeah. like they're so sexualized Little Mix recently yeah. that it's like and they were doing all these moves and stuff and I'm just like you're like eight why the hell are you doing that yeah I mean there's a difference between like full-on copying then admiring someone yeah and uh, I mean I think it's okay to like want to like you know like, I don't know like let's say buy something you're that you're the person you like um is selling or maybe doing a dance or something but I don't think turning to the person is healthy it's not really healthy is yeah it? no it's definitely not I mean oh god this memory just came back to me now like oh so at primary school, we had uh, this sort of year six end of year disco. Yeah. And I remember Work by Rihanna coming on. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then it, it came on. And I think everyone, most of the year group, apart from like me and a few others, got yeah. into like pairs and started twerking on each other. And I'm you just know like, what? Oh I my had God. that experience as well in my primary. 
Oh, really? Oh, no, yes. Yeah, I think that actually, what you said literally happened to me too. Oh, my God. It's like some national thing. <laughs> yeah. But, like, oh. I don't get that. It's like, I mean, I just remember looking in absolute disgust. It's like, you are too young and, like, don't understand really what you're doing to be doing yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, well, you, you you say stuff, but you don't really know what you're saying. I know. I think it's <laughs> and like you the think connotations. About it. It's the yeah, connotations yeah. that people don't get, like twerking. Like you don't know what yeah. that's kind of reenacting, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. It's just, oh, oh, it's God. weird, and it's just like it's mm. weird to see stuff like that more and more commonly happening. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like you kind of have to get used to it because I see like the younger years, and I'm just like that could n- never be me at that age, but. Yeah, I think you just kind of have to accept that the world just moves faster now. Yeah, and I think another thing as well that like it's kind of go it's kind of gone hidden away. Like people don't really like notice it as much. Is like younger children being able to have access to things that should be for older children. So obviously the main thing is like video games and like you know eight to nine year olds playing some 18 year old game do you know what i mean because yeah, like yeah, their yeah. older brother or older sister or something bought mm. it for the or, or bought it for themselves and then they're playing it because they have it in the house and kind of stuff like well what do you think of that well i think i mean i won't lie that i have played games that are not for my age right yeah but does it did it like but, um, what, what age were you when you did that i want I think I would have said, I probably, I wasn't that young. I'll probably say about nine, ten. But I think, I think there's a limit of how bad the game is because you kind of do have to play appropriate to your age, you know? Like, Mm. if it's full on, like, violence and, like, people being creepy on it as well because you're you're literally underage. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, you don't want to play with creeps. I mean, like, telling them your private information. It's just. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm just such a kind of, I, I cannot deal with anything like jump scare or something. And that's like still to this day now, <laughs> I can't deal with it. Yeah. So like imagine little six-year-old me, if I ended up playing an 18-year-old game and there's something on there, I knew I'd be like scarred for life. So like, I just can't imagine like what people yeah. have to go through to like play these games to kind of feel like they're being accepted or something. Yeah, I mean... I think play if you really do want to play, but again, there is an age that you should you probably shouldn't be playing something if you're too young. Yeah, because you do you do get scarred with these things. And like the annoying thing is, is that you can't really control that too much. Like I said, if yeah. it's your older sibling buying it for themselves, the person that is you know like or game or yeah. CEX or something like that who are giving you those games cannot control who you then pass it on to. Yeah. So it's like, it's not one of those situations where you can go, right, we'll find the root cause of it and stop it so young children don't yeah. play games that are older than them. Yeah, I mean, con- I don't think controlling is a good idea because I think when someone tries to control something, it makes you want to do the opposite. It makes yeah. you want to do it more. And I think it would just have a, a different effect <laughs> to like everything. Yeah, yeah. And like magazines as well again, is something that you can't really control. Like, you know, yeah. you go into Sainsbury's or something and they've got like a whole aisle of magazines and, you know, you've got Vogue and stuff like that, which is actually all right. But sometimes it's a bit like, you know, whoa, if they're doing some sort of like contemporary art fashion thing. Yeah. But like, and a six-year-old can pick that up and 
you know do stuff like that and there's you know pornographic magazines that go around easily it's like there needs to be a bit more control it's definitely easier to get now (laughs) yeah which is like um which is clearly not appropriate you shouldn't really you don't I, I, I personally think that you don't need to see stuff like that you don't need to try and grow up faster because no. you have like you have like your whole life to really figure out all the answers to everything and I mean even when you're when you get older you still don't know the answers to them so there's no point <laughs> it's kind of like it it's better to like figure it out yourself rather than be pressurized yeah. to do and it you, quickly and you need to make mistakes so you can learn from them. And, yeah, that's you know, true. become a better person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the final thing I wanted to say, and it's kind of like a shocking sort of statement, is that another survey that I saw uh, across the whole country, loads of people participated in it, um, said that your childhood ends by the time you're ten. Like oh, that's that, so sad. That is sad. That's yeah. really sad because I like, even kind of now. I'm only starting to think, right, I think I'm coming out of my childhood. And, like, you know, what are we, like, 15, 16? And it's like, you know, that's five, six years extra than what that survey says that these people will then miss out on in life. Like, what do you think about all that? Well, like I said, that's just really sad because I feel like definitely when you're getting in your teens like you know going to high school I think I, I mean there are some bad moments but there's some really good moments you know hanging out with your friends doing childlike things and you know and having those like memories I just think that you're just growing up into an adult and just like you don't really oh oh I'm too old to do that yeah it's just kind of sad and you have so many less responsibilities like obviously as you grow older every year you're going to have to do more whether it's like you know chores around the house or being responsible for your own items you know getting yourself ready for school yeah and then obviously into the whole bills and Mm. you know deposits and things and like car insurance and buying a car itself like all those things start to come up um more and more as you get older so you kind of want to have like you say, those memories of just being able to be a bit more free. But then yeah. these people now, as the survey says, by the time you're 10, that's it. Like, yeah. it is just really sad. Yeah, because kids don't think about those responsibilities, right? Because, like, no. we're, we're thinking, oh, I can't wait to get into my 20s or something like that. But then, really, you want to be younger. You want to stay young. You don't, want yeah. the, you don't want the years to go faster, your birthday. Like, that's why now I don't... I, I don't get excited for my birthday. I, I dread it. Yeah, <laughs> like, but like, I don't we've all, we've all, all of us, like like you say, you must have been in the same situation where we're like, oh, I just want to be 18 now or, you know, because I can do this because I can do that. But yeah, then obviously, yeah, like you say, you don't know what the other things are as well. Yeah, because like once I get closer, I start thinking, Jesus Christ, I really don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, and it's like my, like, social anxiety as well because I'm not used to getting out of my comfort zone so now I try to get out of my comfort zone so I can get more used to doing new things which I, I, I mean, I'm still trying to say yeah, that. That's the good thing is that you've had this time to prepare yourself for it whereas these new generations by the age of 10 or 11 or 12 they just got thrown into it like we've at least had this sort of you know past few years to kind of prepare ourselves for these next steps Yeah 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 definitely I mean it's a hard one. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's just an unfortunate situation that you kind of just yeah. hope will solve itself eventually. Yeah, I mean, you you hope that later on, like, the years do slow down. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's just sad if if you're aging at 10 already. You're already stuck. Yeah, I mean, like you say, like, it's not cool to want to grow up in the sense that because there's so many more things that you're going to have to do like you want to live in the moment in your childhood so for society social media you know like clothing industries like we've talked about for them to kind of influence the younger people to want to grow up quickly you lose all that sort of enjoyment and happiness of having a young sort of childhood so yeah because i think it's definitely that needs to change for me when i like when we started to like, when we're like in year 11, I started thinking that, oh, I wished in the younger years, year seven, year eight, that I went out more and did more stuff. Cause I, I, cause the, you know, the idea of like having to be like um, depressed or, you know, yeah. not want to do much. I, I start to kind of turn into that person and just be like, oh, I don't want to go out. I'm too lazy. I don't want to do it. I have my, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then I'm like, oh, I, I really wish that I went out with my friends more and did things because of COVID, of course. I was like, oh, year 10, I can do it all now. COVID hit. I, I couldn't do any of the single things. Had to it stay home and lock down. Yeah. It definitely makes you reflect on like what you as a person have become as a result of all these people telling you to be a certain way or to be older like you say by being yeah. depressed or something because that's cool and that's very yeah. in it's like it's ridiculous and like you say it makes you reflect on times where you wish you'd gone out more and kind of ignored what other people were saying but at the time you don't think like that yeah because you, you when you're younger you definitely do care about what people think of you you want people like you oh, it's just a fact like, yeah, you, yeah. Might, you might say, oh, I don't want anyone to... I don't really care. I'll do whatever I want. But you you do. do think about it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. Oh, wow. Well, thank you very much for talking about this topic with me. It's kind of like... It's opened my eyes a lot more about kind of like comparing our experiences to these new generations that will, you know, obviously keep coming and just thinking that we might be the last generation to have that proper, like you say, innocent childhood that all these people coming are not going to have. And it's just, like you say, it's a bit sad, but we've got to hope that society in some way moves forward from it and kind of just does not stop, like, exposing younger children to all these things to make them grow up and just, like, enjoy living in the moment while you can. Yeah. All right, well, we'll see you in section two. Okay, and we're back for part two of this episode, and uh, we are going to talk about what makes a true friendship, kind of like the pros and the cons, you know, starting new friendships, keeping new friendships, like what you want from a friendship, because I think it's so important in this day and age where we're all on social media, kind of like bringing it back to the basics of actually making friends and in-person relationships, you know, in the first place. So first question I've got to ask Cubby, what makes a good friendship for you like are there certain things that you want out of a person in that friendship for you then obviously to reciprocate back like for me um i think friendship is like giving 50 percent each like yeah. i say that i think it's quite a cringy thing to say but i mean for me, i would say like a hundred percent each because um if the other person doesn't feel the need to like compromise even a bit or doesn't even go their way. It's just like, it's always me giving. 
and I feel like I need something back from that as well. Like even texting, for example, if yeah. I, if I text all the time to them, I, I I would like them to text me occasionally. Like yeah, it's you don't talk all the time. Yeah, it's the worst when people kind of go, yeah, okay, kind of don't give anything back to you. Oh yeah, like short replies. I do think because if you don't want to talk to me, I'd rather you just be honest. Yeah, it's a waste of everyone's time. It's just I can't I can't be bothered. Yeah, that's true. I mean, for me, when I'm looking for a friend, I want them to like. It's it's really difficult to say because you know you can't t- tell a person this, but like I want them to feel that they can talk to me. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get how some things they won't want to speak to me about, and that's okay. Like, I'm not forcing anyone to say anything. That's the worst thing, in my opinion, a friend can do is forcibly use the fact that they're best friends or something to get something out of them, which they're not comfortable talking yeah. about. So that's the one thing for me that I look for in a friendship. Yeah, I mean, for me as well, I've I've found that a really good friend is someone who you can sit in a room with and you don't have to talk to each other because it's just good company. Oh, that's if, it, if, you, if you start feeling awkwardness a little bit, you're just like, then you know, it's like, you're friends, but you're not good enough friends to yeah, yeah, yeah. be able to enjoy each other's company. Yeah. I mean, you don't even have to say anything. Like you say, it's just like you say, it's nice to just be with that person. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's where the whole social media thing comes into it, where when you're texting or, you know, FaceTiming or whatever, it's not the same as like a true connection in person and like going out with someone and doing something. Oh, yeah, 100%. I've definitely had experience with that because um, I've there's been people that I've texted that when I'm talking to, talking to them on text, it's like all good, right? They're all like they're fine they're just talking how they want but when i actually see them in real life they can't say a single thing to, to oh me that's at true all. i can totally relate i can totally relate because like there's countless people that i've spoken to on like instagram or something and you know we've had text conversations and i'm like oh wow you know i never knew that this person could be like so chatty and then when like you say when you come to be with them in person and they don't really give anything or they're not really present yeah. it's like two complete different people yeah, that's definitely the problems with starting like a friendship or like talking first on social media. Because if you can't talk in real life to each other, then there, there's really no point of talking on social media. Yeah, because it's just—it's not going to go anywhere. You're I feel not like actually should, friends. I feel like it should really go the other way around. Like you meet the person in person first, get to know them, and then start texting them, and like you know talking to them on social media and stuff rather yeah. than really the other way around which you don't know the person as well yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's more comfortable because you know them you actually know them you've talked you know it's not going to be awkward now and yeah. it's just better in the long run and like you know when we started talking to our friends and in our friendship group in year seven like again this is kind of touching on the um last topic of this episode where obviously phones and things weren't as big of a thing as they are now but like, I was very cautious about who I would give my phone number to until I got to know them. So like, you know, there'd be people that I didn't know who I'm now really good friends with. I wanted to see what sort of person they were like. Could I hold a conversation with them? Did we have similar interests? Not just, hey, here's my number because I think you're cool. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think that's, that that was good though because you had that time to get to know each other as well. Yeah. And I, I, in some ways, I think it makes you have a stronger bond. Oh, 100%. You can't strengthen a friendship, like, virtually. Like, you have yeah. to be in person and do things with that person to kind of 
yeah. unlock that wow you know i like them even more kind of thing yeah it's like think... even how nice even if they're like the most nicest person it really can't you have to meet up to um have conversations have memories and that's true so it, so it just makes it more easier yeah and the next thing is kind of like i think a lot of people struggle with this side of like a friendship but kind of categorizing their friends into different you know topics and subjects and stuff like are you yeah. a friend are you a good friend are you a close friend and then are you a best friend like how do you go about doing that? Well, for me, I would say close friend is someone I talk to frequently, but I wouldn't meet up with them. They're just yeah. someone I, I, I have good conversation with. Um, of course, a good friend, I would say, I, I, might, like, I might see them at a lesson and I'll talk to them. But again, I probably wouldn't talk to them anywhere else. Yeah. Um, uh, best friend a best friend I would just count if we can if I have like a lot of trust in them I, I'm not scared to like not tell them something yeah uh, maybe go out with them as well of course just like have like full on trust I would say then yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's you what need that sort of it kind of yeah. feels like you're almost like siblings like you can relate to each other's situations and you have that complete trust that they are going to support you like yeah, yeah, you yeah. would support them. I think that's definitely a sort of a best friend thing. But yeah, I kind of agree with what you said about the close friend thing. Like there's definitely a divide in kind of meeting someone outside of like a workplace or school um, yeah. than actually being in there because you're you're forced to be where you are. Like in school, you can't really escape that. You're in that classroom. <laughs> that's true. You, you kind of, it gives you a situation to be with that friend. But then when you're outside of school and you haven't got that, forcible situation to be in and you're like should we meet up should we not that choice that you have if your friend is kind of like a bit eh, not too sure about that then I definitely don't think they're a best friend but yeah, like yeah, you say yeah. definitely more of a good or close friend yeah definitely because yeah. like if it, if it was like you guys you know our group yes. I would be comfortable to meet up with any of you guys at any point I wouldn't even think I wouldn't be nervous I wouldn't be like scared yeah whereas, whereas like a close friend I might feel a bit nervous because I've never gone out with them before yeah because I've definitely had that that's like going back to the last topic we were talking about I was saying going out my comfort zone that is like yeah. one of my outside of my comfort zones but that's cool though someone. because then you're kind of you can't stick with one friend and I think that's like the limitations of a best friend is that you're almost like it's almost like a contract you have to do everything with them you must be together you cannot fall out because then yeah. that would break the sort of best friend mm. trust or something like that yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It, you, you're allowed to look for other people like you say go out of your comfort zone and try and find new friends to better yourself and that best friend of yours should be supporting and not feel like jealous or something like that you know yeah. it's kind of that's, just wrong. that's part of like growing up as well though yeah you, you you mature with each friendship you go through and um you know like what you want from a friend what you don't want what um like what it what you, you're not like stuck that you said like we're not in a contract yeah <laughs> I don't yeah, have yeah. to meet up with you every time I talk to you 24 7 I, I can talk to whoever I want I mean, Whereas, like, people... year seven is a bit more, uh, you don't you don't really know them, you're trying to get to know each other, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, I know there's people that I've spoken to, and they say, 
oh yeah, I speak to my friends every day. Like every day on text, we, you know, do this, do that. We meet up all the time. And I'm like, that's good for you. If you want to do that, that's good. If that's your friendship style, but don't like enforce that on me and make me feel bad that, oh, I'm a terrible friend because I'm not seeing that person every day. Like it's people have their different situations and what they feel comfortable with. Like it doesn't mean you're a bad friend if you don't see someone or speak yeah. to someone every single day. Yeah, I, I think that's like it kind of links with the idea of um, not. I, I mean, you don't really want. I don't like talk about my personal friends with you really much. Like I might give it to you briefly, but I wouldn't say, "Oh, I'm doing this and that exactly what I'm doing." With yeah, you, yeah, just yeah. Because I think I like. I I feel like I don't feel the need to do that because we have we have our own thing. I have an own, my own thing with another person. Exactly. You, you kind of keep it separate. It's like I have our group is like what I would classify as my school friends, and then I have like my stagecoach friends. But then I don't go to you and say, "Oh yeah, I was doing this with my stagecoach friends at the weekend. You should have been there." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of cruel and quite rude. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you, you naturally think that oh I won't say this stuff anyway do you know what to say you don't want to say yeah yeah yeah. because like of course I'm not gonna lie to you if you ask me I'll I'll tell you but like I'm not gonna um give you a whole like list of what I did exactly how it was how I was feeling yeah I mean there were moments in school um that is quite an interesting thing to talk about there were moments in school with me where I remember kind of everyone would have that best friend and at the time, I was kind of like, yes, in our friendship group, but there wasn't really one person that stood out as like, oh, that's my best friend. But like, yeah. do you think it's okay if someone doesn't have a best friend and they're just friends with loads of people? Because I feel like a lot of people get attacked for that. Like, oh, you should have a best friend. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. should have someone that's really yeah. close to you. Like, do you think that's right? Well, no, I don't think that's right. Yeah. I think, I think we're, we're allowed to like, if you're the type of person who has lots of friends and you're the type of person who doesn't have much I don't think anyone should be shamed for that do you know it's just like because for me sometimes I don't I feel like I don't really know many people and I feel a bit like I feel a bit attacked some ways when when someone's like oh yeah you, you don't do anything you have no friends you don't do anything because I, I, I I'm self-aware that I know I can make friends I just yeah I just like I'm fine with being by myself and, yeah, and like with you, of course, you 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 you're, you don't have like you, you have you're friends with like a lot of people. Mm. That's that, that's nothing wrong with that. I mean, good for you. If you, uh, I mean, I'd rather be sociable than uh, don't talk to anyone. Let's but that's say the that. thing. It's like we all have our own situations. Like you say, like yeah. there's Comfort many zone, people I know. There's many people I know that have that one best friend that they're you know not really friends with anyone else apart yeah. from them. Like my mum was uh, best friends with um, a friend of hers for like. I don't know, a good part of eight or ten years and yeah. didn't really venture out and make any other new friends. They kind of, like, stayed as, like, a two kind of knit um, pair. Yeah. And, like, that's okay. And then there's yeah. people like me who like to have loads of different friends from loads of different mm. kind of backgrounds and in different areas and not have that one best friend. And then there's yeah. people that kind of enjoy their own company more than, you know, socialising. Not saying yeah, that they're yeah, completely yeah. like, I stay indoors my yeah, whole yeah, life. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, it's yeah. okay to have different experiences with friendships. I don't think there's one yeah. set thing that everyone should follow. Yeah, because everyone has a different situation, I think. Because yeah. it might be you go to a school that's not really... Uh, there's not really people that you're 
like, I would say your cup of tea or something. Yeah. Or you might go to a place where everyone's just friends with each other. So I, I don't think you have to stick with one ideal. Like, one, you have to have a best friend. You have to have a good friend, ghost friend. You have to groups. Like, you don't need to categorize it. Just do yeah, whatever definitely. you want. Um, and then another thing, obviously, it's very important for our age now as we're moving on to the next stage of our life is staying in contact with friends that we have now obviously it's okay to make new friends like when we go to college and yeah. i know you're staying at the sick form um but there will be people that are new in the sick form and who knows you might end up making yeah. friends with them but like me in my situation obviously it's a brand new college i'm of course going to make new friends but like what would you say are good techniques for staying in contact with the friends that you have now so you don't lose them if you don't want to i think um like don't you don't have to like text like 24 7 yeah but, um i think text occasionally and meet up like when you're meet up once in a while because you get that one um, one meet up which is like you can talk about what you've done what um talk about your new experiences it gives stuff. you a purpose to meet up yeah i mean if you talk all the time it kind of feels like you're trying to hold on to a friendship or like you're kind of like and maybe it could make a person like dread or talking yeah. to them and don't want to talk to them because i feel like if i talk to someone all the time i'd probably get bored yeah but that's like you're not saying that in a horrible way it's the truth it's how you feel yeah 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 Exactly. I mean, like, I remember recently in the past week or so, I've had a heart to heart with one of my friends um, from school and um, like they were texting quite a lot most days. And like, you know, I was thinking, oh, that's a bit unusual. And yeah. I, you know, texted them and said, look, like, I'm not being horrible when I say this, but you're texting me a lot more than you normally do. Yeah. And they were like, oh it's just I'm scared of losing you and I was like yeah. oh my god that's so sweet of you to be like that but like you don't have to text me all the time I still yeah. know that we're friends do you know what I mean yeah I think some people are just a bit more like because they they're very used to their comfort zone and yes. like they're always being with you um they might feel a bit insecure about um like new being changes. by themselves yeah exactly mm. but I mean personally for me I I you if we are really close friends, um, like for you, example, I'm I'm quite secure with our friendship. Like I know that if I don't talk to you for ages, I'd be perfectly fine. Yeah. I, and I think we both put in our efforts. Like we oh, both definitely. definitely text, and we do things occasionally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there will be people in that you probably will stop talking to, which is. But you it's know, it's just, it's, it's just life, isn't it? You, yeah. you move on, you make new friends. Like, you're going to make friends in college. Like, uh, other people are going to make friends in college. Exactly. Like, you don't don't feel that you're some horrible person mm. for letting go of a friendship. Because it is natural. And it is yeah. a natural progression. So, yeah, that's definitely yeah. something to take into consideration. Like, I've got a really good example. There's um, a boy who I'm really good friends with, who um, we were really close in primary and obviously we went to separate schools. But even now to this day, I still speak to them and meet up with them and kind of like make the effort to arrange things. And I still feel like we're really good friends, if not actually better friends. And that yeah. just shows that you don't have to be in the same, you know, school or situation, workplace to still have a really good connection with someone. Yeah, definitely. I, I think though, like people sometimes think that, oh, that does that mean you guys are not best friends anymore because you don't hang out with each other twenty four seven? Yeah. Because like, because um, we've finished high school and so, um, now, some people I won't see as often, 
And um, I always get questions asking, oh, are you guys not friends anymore? Do you guys not meet up and stuff? And I'm just like, yeah, we're still friends. We just don't meet up all the time. We just don't because <laughs> we're doing our own thing. Yeah, but, but that's doesn't mean right. I think less of them. I don't, I, I, I have um, the same amount of respect, you know, trust and everything towards them. Yeah, exactly. I think there's just, people need to, I understand why they're worried about it. And it's only out of kindness that they're worried about it because, you know, they yeah. want to conserve the friendship. But like, if you don't text as often or meet up as much as that person would like you to, you know, it doesn't make mm. you less of a friend. It's just, that's just how they react to situations like that. Yeah. But last thing I want to say before we wrap up the podcast, um, communication, I think, is so key in a friendship, regardless of whatever's going on. Like, you need to have that communication. But specifically, the thing I want to talk about is, like, arguments, because every friendship has an argument. You know, There's not one yeah. person in your life that you haven't had an argument with at some point. And whether it ends in you guys not being friends anymore, which is, like, perfectly acceptable, but, like... Do you think there's a specific way to go about resolving an argument? And like, you know, what would you suggest? Well, um, I, I would definitely say from experience, do it from, try and make it peaceful, you know? Don't start being toxic, stop. The one thing I've definitely learned is don't, um, don't try and be petty, ignoring them, ignoring uh, their texts and stuff like that. Because yeah. It makes it makes you the bad person, really, because it, it makes you um, it makes them feel bad, feel like they don't know um, what's happening, why you're not talking to them, and it makes you kind of feel bad because you're you're being kind of rude. Like, yeah, and I think them. the worst thing that you can do whilst having an argument with a friend is try and resolve it over text because so many things yeah. can go misunderstood. Like I remember. Yeah there was, I had a big fallout with one of my friends um, and I kind of, you know, they, they kind of distanced themselves from me, which, you know, I understood yeah, it yeah, in yeah. space, but like I tried reaching out to them on text because they didn't want to see me in person. So I thought the next best thing to do would be that. And I texted them and I was kind of like, you know, asking how the situation was. And actually looking back from the situation, because it happened a few years ago, I, I kind yeah. of reread the text that I sent. And like the way I said some things, even though I meant it genuinely nice and stuff, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I could understand why that person then took it the wrong way. Because yeah. like, you know, emojis are all right. <laughs> kind of yeah. like, you know, if you're saying something and you're being sarcastic and you put a laughing emoji, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of makes it a little bit more apparent. But like yeah. in a thing where it's like a heated situation, you really need that face-to-face contact as much as possible. So they actually understand what your true feelings behind what you're saying is. Yeah, I mean, if you have an argument, I think you should tell them, or if you're annoyed at someone, you should tell them the reason why, because it makes the, if they never know, it. because um, I've been on both sides, I've been on the side where cutting someone off and cutting and being cut, Yeah, I mean, being cut really hurts, like, yes. probably one of the worst feelings I would have experienced, of course, there are a lot of things, but um, probably yeah. one of them, and not knowing the reason why someone cut you off is I think it's really horrible. It's not helping anyone as well. It's just making yeah. the situation longer. Uh, yeah, and um, of course, if you don't want to be friends with someone, I think just um, keep it straight. If you don't yeah. want to talk to one, that it's, it's fine. It, there's nothing wrong. Sometimes I think it's better not being friends with someone if you're starting to feel stress about their problems. Yeah, I you mean, shouldn't feel scared to say it. Yeah, I I know it's quite 
cringy to say you know the like love yourself before uh, if you want to yeah yeah that sort of phrase but yeah um so yeah um, a while i i started to think that because you need to realize your mental health is the most important thing and if they're struggling and they can't solve their own problems what are you going to do to help them of course you can listen but if you're like having problems yourself it's like <laughs> you can't help someone else and you can't even help yourself yeah that's true so we'll leave it at that because obviously we've run over quite a bit yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah it's just it's a really interesting conversation because i think a lot of people are very apprehensive about friendships and kind of maintaining them or starting a friendship but like hopefully our little discussions kind of made someone feel a bit more comfortable about their own thoughts because i think a lot of people think about the things that we've discussed and are just not you know ready to be open about it yeah yeah so yeah well thank you very much uh cubby for joining me it was lovely to speak with you yep and <laughs> and uh yeah so my instagram account is uh, underscore just talking podcast underscore at the end again um and yeah thank you very much for listening everyone hope you have a nice day and we'll see you on the next one bye Thank you.